Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast! Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot! Hola! Hola! Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to Pivot. We are here for Episode 5, mm-hmm. the one with the East German laundry detergent. Uberweiss. Uberweiss. <laughs> Gotta love a good umlaut there. We can talk about it. I don't what, know what that is. We're going to talk about okay. what that is. Okay. <laughs> Help me, German friend. Yes, I shall. So we're going to start off with some fun behind the scenes stuff that mm-hmm. T, you did a lot of research on. Yeah, well, I was watching. I was watching the episode and I was thinking about the introduction and the fountain and it's so iconic. It's like, let's do some research. Research, Research. shall we? (laughs) So, Yes. So one of the cool things that you found is that that is actually not a fountain in Central Park, although they did a great job of making it look like it's supposed to be there. Oh, yeah. A lot of tourists think that it's the Cherry Hills Fountain in Central Park, Mm -hmm. and that's not it. It's actually just on the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank, California. (laughs) But they did a really good job, and it does look like it belongs over in New York. So got to love that. And more interestingly enough, this is also part of another 90s movie, Hocus Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Love Hocus Pocus so much. Great movie. So if you go back and rewatch Hocus Pocus, the scene where they're coming out of the high school because they think they've killed the witches in the kiln. Sorry, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) They don't actually kill them. But they are dancing in front of the high school and in front of the high school is the fountain. Yes. So go back, rewatch Hocus Pocus, the original. You won't and regret it. You'll see the Friends Fountain. Something also kind of funny is that that fountain that they have some B-roll clips of, maybe for a few seconds, they were mm-hmm. in for hours. Hours. And the water was freezing. Yeah. You definitely feel bad for them when you find that out. So bad. So in the HBO special, you found that Matthew Perry at one point said, you know, we didn't really know each other very well. And, you know, we're kind of all looking around. But Courtney Cox remembers that he's like, can't remember a time that I wasn't in this fountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so honestly, that probably bonded them a little bit there. Right at the beginning, just like all suffering in this freezing fountain. We all have like a, a universal trauma. <laughs> Just filming hours over and over and over again. Okay, splash Ross in the face again. Yes, please, please do it. (laughs) One of the funny things, too, I don't know if you know this, but I think that they had to redo that fountain scene for the one that could have been. Oh, yeah. And in their contract, they purposefully put that the water temperature had to be warmer. Genius. And they couldn't be in it for more than like a half an hour. Because honestly, how many splashes do we really need? Yeah. Like, be efficient. Come on now. Like, we don't need Ross Slomo dancing forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. I love that. We'll get to the one that could have been great episode, yeah. but I forgot about that. Yeah. Chalked my mind. Yes, yes, yeah. Which makes me wonder, and I was, I thought about this when we first started our rewatch. Do you skip the intro slash song when you watch an episode? Like with HBO Max, you can always skip the intro. Netflix always lets you skip the intro. Do you skip the intro? Ooh. It depends on what I'm doing. Okay. So, and it depends on my mood, actually, if I'm feeling a little little nostalgic, a little nostalgia. This isn't quite 90s, maybe a little more 2000s, but I'm actually rewatching Laguna Beach. 
Oh. Or I guess watching it for the first time. I never watched Laguna Beach. Really? And the song is a Hillary Duff song in the yeah. intro, and it gives me all the feels. That song is perfection. Right? So I always watch it because I love that song. But with friends, if I'm like kind of moving around doing something, I'll just let it run. Yeah. But if not, then sometimes like I'll skip it. Yeah. So, but what about you? I'll, I'll usually skip it. When we first started the rewatch, I was like, Ooh, let me just watch it and just absorb. But yeah, I'll usually skip it, you know? And then it's, it's a lot longer in the beginning than in later seasons. Cause the episodes actually get longer with content. I don't know if you ca- caught that. Didn't catch that. But like now that you say it, it's like, Oh yeah, duh. Of course they do. So yeah. yeah, that is really funny. I love that. So our writers for this are Jeff Greenstein and Jeff Strauss, the Jeffs. The Jeffs. Love that. Love a Jeff. My dad's name is Jeff. Shout out Jeff. What up, Jeff? Love you. Uh, our director is Pamela Fryman. So we have a new director mm-hmm. um, outside of James Burroughs. So that's kind of fun. And then our original air date is October 20th, 1994. Love to see it. Woohoo. All right. Let's take a quick break. Hear a word from our sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and we'll be right back. Handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store, or check them out on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. All right, we are back we're going to get into our episode recap. So this episode starts with the group in the coffee shop and a battle of the sexist discussion. Another which is, great conversation. Right. And it's kind of still that same type of conversation as the last episode, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. They're kind of still using that, which I do love. Ross thinks it's amazing how a woman can pull her bra out of her sleep. Do you know <laughs> what he's referencing in this? You mean, well, I know that this becomes a thing later on in Friends, but is this like some pop culture reference yes so it's from flash dance ever seen oh, flash i don't dance? think i've ever seen flash dance <gasps> okay now i think if we're gonna I, have a movie watching marathon i think we do <laughs> and if i had to choose we're gonna watch flash dance over twister no way oh yeah flash dance is iconic okay it's that one scene where she pulls the water and she does like the like i know i've seen clips of it but the whole movie like i've definitely seen footloose saturday night fever fever not flash dance. Oh, okay. You would love it. It's okay. I like it because it's very like feminist forward, very woman empowering. I mean, oh, she's sweet. freaking welder, dude. Like she's a badass. She's awesome. So I have a lot to learn. You do. So that's from that. It's from that. Like, okay. I had no idea. She's having this whole conversation in this movie with kind of her love interest and she's mm-hmm. just sitting there and she's like slowly like unhooking her bra and then like takes it off of one arm and then boom, like pulls it out the other side. And it's like this really sexy scene. Is it realistic though? Mm, I think so. I don't think I could make that look that sexy. <laughs> you need to have like a baggy shirt on for sure, yes. don't you think? And she does. Okay. So I think that's why it's like kind of one of those like hangs off the shoulder ones mm. kind of. So it's it's a very 80s movie because it's from the 80s. But okay. okay. Yes. We're going to watch that. All right. And then Add I'll it make to you, the queue. Make you watch Twister. <laughs> so after that, then Rachel mentions how guys can pee standing up. So it's Which- kind of this... Back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can be standing up. That's a huge advantage. <laughs> you think it's that big of an advantage? Yeah. You ever go on a road trip and you're like, okay, let me go behind this bush and like squat out the car or like pee off the side of a boat. Come on. I have to go put my ass in the water. 
let it all go. <laughs> this is a very valid point. Mm-hmm. I've always desired to write something in the snow. Just write right. something in this, write your name in the snow. <laughs> Natalie was here. <laughs> and she can do it standing up. <laughs> and then Joey comes back and mentions how women can see breasts anytime they want. Such a Joey thing. <laughs> Such a Joey thing. Yeah. Phoebe counters with how guys can do so many mean things and then not even care, which I just love that it like dips it into silence. Like, yeah. Ooh, pause. That's actually really true. Like that could be the one that stumps them all. Right. And then Ross comes back with multiple orgasms. Multiple orgasms. And then they're all like, oh, oh yeah. Ha ha. Gotcha. <laughs> and then the, one of the greatest lines from this whole episode is Saturday night. Yeah. Chandler comes in. All right. What's everybody doing for the big night? What do we, we got? Some plans. Saturday night. Love it. Which, when we get into the full episode recap, you kind of got three pairs here, and this is fun. They've got Rachel and Ross as a pair with a storyline, Phoebe and Chandler as a pair with a storyline, and Monica and Joey. So, honestly, really mixing it up, and it's fun to see. I love that because last episode we talked about how they kind of split up the guys and the girls, yeah. and. I, I like how they can kind of pair different people off and mm-hmm. see like their different dynamics of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little bit different. So I, I like that they did this a lot. Yeah. So we get into Rachel and Ross and it, they start with Rachel's dad. Ugh, this made me so sad. Rachel's dad calls and tries to bribe her with a Mercedes convertible. If she moves back home saying quote unquote, she'll never make it on her own. Ugh. Which is just like, this is you often makes you want to do it even more. I know. It's just like no one in Rachel's life is supportive. No. Especially her parents. And oh. like, how how long has she been in the city now? A couple weeks and they're still doubting her? Do you think that? I think that reflects more on them. Oh, yeah. Than her. Oh, we'll talk about Rachel's parents. Don't you worry. Okay. As the seasons go on, yes. I got I got some thoughts. Natalie has thoughts. So <laughs> Ross asks Rachel what she's doing tonight. And she says she's doing big night doing laundry with Monica. And then he kind of like passive aggressively not passive aggressively but like just passively inserts himself into doing laundry with them like oh what a coincidence i'm doing laundry as well and then makes up this silly story about rats oh yeah eating their dryer sheets and they come out all fluffy Fluffy. (laughs) he does have a laundry room in his building but it's under construction now because of the rats. Exactly. So he basically asks Mona, Rachel on a date without actually asking her on a date. Yeah. I mean, he, I think it was kind of his like half-assed way of getting in there because he's too nervous or mm-hmm. like, ooh, maybe I can just like insert myself into this and maybe I can get Monica to like not be there or like get Rachel alone when Monica's like doing her laundry or something like that. Yeah. Just trying to spend more time with Rachel and it's just like, come on, man, ask her out on a date. Like, Grab the spoon. There's no fucking spoon, dude. Grab the spoon. (laughs) Which, coincidentally, Monica ends up canceling. We'll talk about why. So it is just going to be Ross and Rachel. Ross is talking to Chandler about the night. And then Chandler's like, dude, this is a date. It's funny because Ross has not really thought about it as like an official date. And Chandler's like, pull up your pants. It's go time. I know. And don't you like think, obviously, this is a sitcom. But if... He hadn't realized it was a date and he just went as himself. It would have been totally different. He would have been like totally relaxed instead of like overthinking everything. Yeah. But that's Ross. He is literally the overthinker. Yes. Absolutely everything. Overthinker. So Chandler makes him second guess his snuggles fabric softener, which you're just like, come on. These are the good sides. Let me see your sensitive side, man. Yeah. 
And uh, he tells, and basically, like, he, it's like this toxic masculinity nonsense that Rachel needs to think of him as like a man, man, not a softy. Take out the underwear, take out your snuggles. Although, I will say, the underwear was a good call. That, yes, that doing him a solid. Don't let the girls see your dirty underwear. No. For, like, I, when I moved in with my now husband, boyfriend at the time, I would do the laundry mm-hmm. and because I didn't want him to see like any of my dirty stuff or anything like yeah. that. I ended up, he's going to laugh because this is so true. I think I shrunk at least 10 of his shirts. Oh, really? I was so, I'm, I'm not bad at laundry, but I just didn't Maybe know. You are. Maybe I am bad at laundry. <laughs> okay. You can't do my laundry. And like, I don't let my husband do my laundry and I've never let him do my laundry because I'm such a psycho about everything. And I'm like, I don't want everything turning pink. I don't want (laughs) shirts shortened. Don't want any of that nonsense. (laughs) Hey, I'm sure he appreciates not having to do the laundry. Uh, Yeah, you're welcome, Graham. Uh (laughs) He'll do laundry every now and then. But Ross meets Rachel at the laundromat. We're now at the laundromat. And we find out he has gotten a new laundry detergent. Uberweiss. Uberweiss. It's new. It's German. It's extra tough. <laughs> so we talked a lot about how we are Italian. Yep. Which, yes, I am Italian. I am also German. Me too, but not... Not in the way that... Yeah. Yeah. So Tiana probably resonates a lot more with her Italian side, mm-hmm. growing up with Italian grandparents and mm-hmm. very connected to her Italian community. I, although connected to my Italian family, was way more invested in my German side with my grandmother, who's from Germany. So the umlaut... Or the yes. Two little dots. Okay. That's that, what an umlaut is. Yes. Two little dots are above the U. They can be above the um, vowels and it makes the vowels sound <laughs> more like in the back of your throat <laughs> is the best way. Uberweiss. So instead of like Uberweiss, it's Uberweiss. Okay. Like so. extended pronunciation or emphasis. Yes. Really funny, oh, wow. but gotta love it. All right. Well, with the Uberweiss, we do find out that it's Rachel's first time doing her laundry on her own. Oh God. The Jewish princess has come <sighs> back know. out to play. And Ross has to teach her how to do laundry, which kind of nice with like non-gender roles, you know, dudes teaching her how to do laundry. Love that. Not the other way around. Didn't think about that, actually. Mm -hmm. Do really like that. But I want to know, Nat, what are your thoughts on grown ass adults not knowing how to do their own laundry? Oh, my God. I'm so against it. It is offensive. It is. I thought that I was like way ahead of the curve too. I mean, I learned in like middle school, high school, started to do my own laundry or if I wanted something cleaned a certain way, my mom would be like, all right, well then you've got to wash it. My husband started doing his own laundry in sixth grade. Oh, that's impressive. I know. I was very impressed, which is probably why he was really pissed that I shrunk his (laughs) shirts. Yeah. My husband um, took him a little bit. Really? Oh yeah. no! Is he Rachel? I wouldn't. Yeah, not that bad, but definitely took him a little bit. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just judge grown ass adults who never did laundry, like in high school. Yeah, I, I just feel like those are some of the basic things you have to know to be a functioning mm-hmm. human. Know how to do your laundry. Know how to put gas in your car. Put gas in your car. Know how to do your dishes. Know how to grocery shop. Like just some of these basic things. Mm-hmm. Know how to do them. Don't put dish soap in the dishwasher. Oh my God. Please tell me you've never done that. No, I've never done that. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> no. Just when it comes to laundry. And- Just when it comes to laundry, I am a psycho of making it consistent. <laughs> so, 
So when they're in the laundromat, Rachel has an encounter with an evil laundromat woman, and she never oh. she doesn't have a name. No. And this woman, this woman is making up rules of engagement for the laundromat, like no suds, no save. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a <laughs> okay. That's a good line. So Ross again has to teach Rachel like how to stand up for herself. Because she's a total pushover. She's like, well, no, it's no sets, no save. And she's, you know, she's like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. He's like, that's not the rule. And you know it to the evil laundromat lady. And she's like, I can't even send back soup. <laughs> Don't you love to? Like when he's done, everybody's like looking at him. He's like, okay, nothing to see here. Show's over, people. Like I'm the knight in shining armor. Like, okay, Ross, calm down. <laughs> Sometimes Ross's ego is pretty funny and but I think that's maybe what makes him great sometimes because he is not super self-aware. I think that <laughs> like is why. he thinks why. he's being cool, but he's not. I love it. He's all, like, yeah, he's embodying like the the dad uncoolness already. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So they've do, they're doing laundry. Rachel mistakenly puts a red sock in with her whites and now everything is pink. I actually did have a friend do this. You did? Yeah, and it was recently, like within the last oh. few months, like they told me they accidentally left a red sock, and I was like, oh my gosh, just like Rachel. Just like Rachel. I look like a big marshmallow peep. Yep. <laughs> and all their stuff did turn pink. Oh, I, okay, because I was wondering, I was like, is this realistic? Like, if you put a red sock in with all your whites, would it actually turn it pink? It does? I think it depends on, like, what kind of sock, especially if it's, like, a newer, like, item. Yeah. A lot of times those ones are the ones that will bleed like the dye, but I think it can. Yeah. Laundry is so nuanced. It is nuanced. And I think people are very specific about the way that they uh, separate their laundry. I will tell you, that's a fight in our house. How do you separate your laundry? So I do jeans and then I'll do lights, darks, and delicates. Lights, darks. What? Okay. But what about Rachel's question? So reds go with darks. Reds go with darks. My mom always taught me. Mm-hmm. My husband will do colors, whites, pants, and delicates. Okay. So we disagree on like the colors and the whites, but I don't. The tiebreakers. Yeah. We don't use bleach. So why do you need to have a whole section of like white clothes? I don't well, know. I do whites. I do whites. I do whites, darks, and then kind of the in between like yellow. Okay. Tone. Just like a Roy G. Biv yeah. thing going on with your laundry. <laughs> Probably wasting all the water. Sorry, environment. <laughs> Back to Ross and Rachel. So they have eventually spent all night talking, and it's really cute, and they're bonding over their shared experience of having to do things for the first time. Ross talks about having to cook for himself the first time Aww. Carol left, and like, that's really sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah. And so Ross steps away really quick after their convo. And again, Rachel has to fight the evil laundromat lady. <gasps> evil lady. Yes. This time she goes for a basket and she wins Yay! telling her that stop making up all these rules. And uh, she and Ross celebrate. He flings her around in the basket and they share oh a gosh. quick kiss. That fling though. I love that fling. Yeah. Is it's that so not perfect. so cute? Oh my gosh. I wonder how many times they tried that. Yes. But... Uh, <laughs> After the quick kiss, Ross kind of loses his cool, turns around and smacks into the door of a dryer. Great physical comedy there. Perfect. Love it. She's wrapped up in the moment of feeling empowered. And so the kiss doesn't really mean much to her other than like a quick thank you. But it means so much to Ross. And he's just so taken aback that Mm -hmm. he's just like disoriented and falls into a dryer. I was thinking about this, though, when he asks her out on a date but doesn't ask her out on a date in the beginning 
I just noticed, I think Rachel kind of catches on to it a little bit with the way that she looks at him after he leaves in the coffee shop. (gasps) And so... I feel like this kiss was like an open door invitation. And then Ross just goobers his way out of it. (laughs) Goober. Yes, that is the best way to describe Ross. He is an absolute goober. Absolute goober. So we'll catch up with them in a little bit. But next to Phoebe and Chandler, I really like this duo. I do too. And can I tell you that Lisa Kudrow in this episode looks beautiful to yeah. me. I don't know what it is about her. She has an aura. She she does have an aura. And it's like her hair is perfect. Like she just, she looks great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Chandler wants to break up with Janice. First mention of Janice. <gasps> Janice. Janice. He talks about how he's horrible with breakups and usually just slips him the note. You're just He's like that awkward moment, just slip her the note. Like oh She God, reads Chandler. it. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Joey's like, come on, be a man. Just stop calling, which is like, of course, Joey. This is, we're not on Joey's time uh, plot line right now, but again, you start to see the the lines that they're weaving with Joey and his like, is womanizing. Yes. This is the first episode where we kind of really get into that with Joey. But yeah, you hear that with that comment, which Mm -hmm. is so funny. It's the modern day ghosting. It is. Not calling. It is. Phoebe then is like, hey, I'm going to break up with Tony because he's not fun fun anymore due to his hunger strike. And so they decide to break up together. Love it. Yep. Yep. Friends supporting friends. So we meet Janice, which is a perfect introduction to Janice. Janice. And she's had a horrible day. She's blown off the afternoon to go shopping. Yes. She's a sweetheart. She brought Chandler Bullwinkle socks to match his Rocky socks. Did you ever watch Rocky and Bullwinkle? Moose and Squirrel? Moose and Squirrel. I think I like caught things here and there, but I never consistently watched it. Did you? Yeah. I remember like when I was a kid, but I don't remember any actual episodes. I feel like they were in an airplane at one time, but it was funny. Yeah. Something Chandler would totally watch. Totally Chandler. Yep. Yep. So um, Chandler becomes immediately unhinged because he knows that Janice has had a horrible day and now he has to break up with her. So in the middle of this conversation with Janice about the Rocky and Bullwinkle socks, he looks over and he sees Phoebe and she's breaking up with Tony and like what's seemingly the easiest breakup ever. My God. It's like maybe 10 seconds long. Nods, heads of the nod, heads of the nod, heads of the nod, <laughs> nods of the head, <laughs> a little hug, and then we're done. Yes. Which have have you ever had to break up with somebody and it just not go well? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is so sad. I oh think God! Every time I've broken up with somebody, which isn't a lot, it's been over the phone or over a text message. Ouch. Oh God, I know that's so sad to admit that. I hate that. But we talked in an earlier episode about the ex that I yeah. stomped on his glasses. I almost got back together with him, which would have been a huge mm. mistake. And so when I went home that night, I was just like, had a epiphany. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Texted him. So I was okay with that one. Yeah. But the other ones saved yourself on that. Seriously. No, the other one, it was over the phone. I was in eighth grade. He was my first boyfriend. Okay. I think we get a pass on that. Okay. I'll give, I think I'll give myself a pass on that one. You know what's sad? I think that I've been broken up with more than I've broken up with other people. Oh, I just must have that look. 
<laughs> Break up with me, please. Break up like no. Maybe it's me. It is not you. <laughs> I'm Taylor Swift. The problem. <laughs> Hi, it's me. <laughs> well, so Chandler goes over to Phoebe and he's like, what the heck was that? And she's like, yeah, it was really hard. And she's like, you just got to rip off the bandaid. Like, you just got to do it. Expose the wound. Expose the wound. So Chandler goes back, tells Janice he doesn't think they should go out anymore. And she gets upset and starts crying. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> That's such a great I line. love her. With her, like, hands and her... I well, know. I do, So... Too. Doesn't go well, obviously. We pan back into him. Chandler's going a mile a minute, slamming down espressos, which, okay, lemon with espresso. Thoughts? Ooh, never heard. Did you notice the lemon peels on all of his espresso cups? (gasps) I did not. That is apparently becoming such a thing. I have been, I had no idea, but lemon, lemon peels with espressos. Ooh, okay. We should try that. Let's order some sometime. (laughs) Let's order some and then watch Flash Dance. (laughs) We'll be up all night. Yes, we will. So Chandler is slamming espressos. He's unable to seal the breakup deal, and he flings his hand into Janice's eyes. Like, I'm like the bing, 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 and you're like the boom, boom, boom. Do you notice he says bing, bing, bing for I know. him? Chandler bing. Chandler bing. <laughs> He's like, this is the worst breakup in the history of the world, <laughs> which I mean, kind of is. You're not wrong, Chandler. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Do you notice, though, like before he broke up with her, there was something he said that she laughed at, and we hear the very first Janice, Janice laugh. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> there Ooh, you go. I can do that. There you go. So, and what's funny is I was listening to the laugh track after we've been talking about laugh tracks, and I think this was a live audience because you can hear that, like, they start to laugh, and then when they realize how hilarious her laugh is, it kind of goes up even more. Yep. So I, yep. I loved that. Oh, the Janice laugh. It's. Timeless. Genius. Timeless and gen- genius. You know exactly who that is. Yes. So Janice, go- Jan- Janice. Janice goes back to the bathroom, fix her lens, and when she comes back, Phoebe works her breakup mag- magic, and Janice leaves peacefully. And then they say they should uh, to always break up together. <laughs> yes, they should. Funny but cute. Yes. So next, probably my least favorite storyline, Monica and Joey. Agree. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. Hate this storyline. Well, not hate it, but it... I think it's really stupid. Yeah. Let's get into it, shall we? We meet Angela, who is a girl who was dumped by Joey, and she looks really great in a hot red dress that accents her boobs. That dress. We'll talk about. We'll get to the fashions. (laughs) Fashion watch. That dress. So Joey immediately regrets breaking up with her and asks her out again. But we find out that she has a new boyfriend, Bob. Oh, Bob. Yeah. And again, like, talking about Joey's, oh, hello, Joey's player characteristics, like, Sees the girl, break, regrets wants the it, girl, wants yeah. the girl, wants what he can't have. Exactly. Yeah. Not chill, Joey. Not chill. Nope. So Bob, who is Bob? He's smart, sophisticated, and has a real job. Joey goes on three auditions a month and calls himself an actor. <laughs> oh, poor Joey. I know. Angela says that they should just be friends, and Joey's like, great, we'll go on a double date, just the four of us. Me, you, Bob, and uh, my girlfriend, Monica. Monica. Yeah. So Joey swings this story to be able to see Angela a little bit more, hopefully when her back. Joey convinces Monica to go on the date and asks her to help him win her back. Yep. Um, they cut to the restaurant. Monica realizes that Joey's lying. Yep. He's never met Bob because he says, hey, like, I got a great guy for you. Come meet her brother. He says he's her brother. Right. After a series of really uncomfortable, like, 
conversations where you see Monica being like, I don't understand. Why are they so close? This is weird. <laughs> yes, yes. Monica realizes that Joey's lied because Mon- she's like this insane PDA at the table, which like PSA people, public displays of affection. No, no. No, no. Gross, gross. Nobody wants to see that. Go home. We don't want you making out in the bar. Get a room. So after some convincing, Monica... You know, Monica's pissed and Joey's like, come back. We'll we'll break them all both up since you like Bob as well, which again, just just like, OK, <laughs> whatever. But side note, did you think that Bob reminds well, Bob reminds me of Kevin Bacon? <gasps> yes, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was just like, he looks like someone. He's a total doppelganger for Kevin Bacon. Yes, he, he could absolutely be a body double for Kevin Bacon, which was Kevin Bacon ever on the show. I don't think so, but. Which would surprise me. No, he was on Will and Grace, yeah. but I don't remember him ever being on Friends. Yeah. So Monica and Joey are back. They are they are trying to sabotage the couple. Joey plants the idea that Angela eats like a possum or a squirrel. Oh, God. And it's so true. <laughs> it's disgusting. That noise. Ugh. Ugh. Misophonia comes out. <laughs> and then Monica's flirting with Bob by spilling on his shirt from laughing at his jokes. Ugh. Okay, I I looked this up because I don't know if I'm just behind on all of our listeners, but I have no idea who Norman Mailer is. And to I have this, no idea. Is it Norman day, Mailer? Like, I'm going to mail you a check? Yeah, like, literally, that's his name is M-A-I-L-E-R. Okay. He is or was a novelist. I didn't do very much digging, but I'm just thinking on the surface, what could Bob have said? Why is he funny? That was so funny about Norman Mailer. It's not like he was an author. Yeah, he's an author. I don't know. I don't get it. Is it Dr. Seuss? If you guys know, please email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com because I would love to know more about why Norman Mailer would be so funny. Good question. So we end the episode back at the coffee shop. Ross is icing his head with Rachel. Phoebe loves all the pink coloring because everything matches. What a great idea. Very Phoebe. (laughs) We find out that Monica and Joey were successful. They ripped that couple apart and kept the pieces for ourselves. Ugh. And Chandler's ce- celebrating outside. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. From all of the espressos. He needed a minute to run it off. He's going to bed at 4 a.m. Right? So, which leads me, Natalie, did you like this episode? What is your Joey sandwich rating? I give this one three meatball subs. Three meatball subs. Yes. What about you? I'm going to say three as well. Ooh. I... I used to think that this episode was a lot funnier, like, years ago. Yes. And then on the rewatch, I was like, huh. Because Uberweiss. Uberweiss. Hilarious. Ross mm-hmm. with the head. Hilarious. But what I don't think I realized was Monica and Joey's storyline is so dumb. It and gives me the ick. It gives me the ick. Yes. Yeah. Like, who thought this was a good idea? I, I don't I don't know. I don't like it either. I think that's why I wouldn't have given it a four. Yeah. But it's not... A bad episode. I wouldn't give it below. No, no. There, it, it definitely is has its moments. First time we meet Janice, so it's like okay. Yes, I love. I gotta love Janice. Which first time we meet, met Janice, played by Maggie Wheeler. Mm-hmm. I found some stuff from her just over interviews over the years that she did, and her she said that when she appears on the show, it was always a surprise. <gasps> Really? Like the cast didn't know? Like it wasn't like planned and they'd just be like, hey, Janice, come, come on and come on into the, into the storyline. They say that they always snuck her in at the last minute. Oh, wow. And she thinks that she opened the door that first episode because she was such a success 
with the audience and she made people happy. So they just kept bringing her back. Ooh. So love that for Maggie Wheeler. I know she is a New York native. She even recalled coming up with Janice's signature voice because she knew that girl a million times. And when you hear her talk in interviews, the Janice voice is not her voice. No, not at all. Yeah. She's definitely like way more even tone, a little like deeper than Mm -hmm. Janice. That's so funny. I love that she modeled that after people. Yes. And the Janice laugh. I love this. In the first rehearsal, she knew that she was going to be working with Matthew Perry and that he's friggin' hilarious. So she needed a way to organically laugh. And that's how the Janice laugh was born. Oh my gosh. Trying to make sure that she was just as funny as Chandler. I know. Or just like when he's laughing and she needs a way to laugh, like laugh without breaking character. Oh my gosh. I love that. I know. It's a so hidden little secret. The other guests, I know we talked about Bob, but we also talked about evil laundromat woman. Yes. I was like, who is this wait lady? Like, who is this bitch? <laughs> Say that with love. She is Camille Saviola. Ooh. And uh, she was an actress and singer born in the Bronx in New York. And she appeared in roles as Kai Opaka in four episodes of Star Trek. Don't come for me, Star Trek people. <laughs> and um, during, she also did Broadway. She started in productions like Nine in Chicago. Oh, cool. So I had no idea. Kind of a cool extra there. I love that. Yeah. How fun. All right. Well, that was our episode recap. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got some good hard bloopers and moot points for you, people. Bloopers and blunders. Here we go. Coming at you. All right. We are back with my favorite section, bloopers and blunders. The moo points. The moo points. So... This one actually has some significant ones. And no the, kidding. The biggest one that stands out, and I'm sure our listeners are going to be all over this too, but Monica says to uh, Angela in the bathroom, my brother never even told me when he lost his virginity. We literally just talked about it last episode. It was I an know. entire episode about Ross losing his virginity, and she even knows the freaking date. Yeah. So, <laughs> lies. You guys had one episode and you couldn't get that right? <laughs> one episode. How did that not get caught? Unless the only reason, the only thing I could think of was maybe Monica knew the first time Ross and Carol had sex in the date, but maybe she didn't know that he was a virgin. But like, that's throwing them a bone. Yeah, that's a big bone. I feel like they were just like, oopsies. Whoops. Didn't quite catch that. Yep. You know, writers. I don't know. Maybe it's because it was also different writers. True. They didn't. And a different director. So maybe they didn't put it together, but huge, huge continuity error. One episode. One episode. Storyline. Come on now. Monica and Joey's storyline. Yeah. Is a blunder. This bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's funny, and I get where it's co- like this is the big comedic point of this whole episode is that they're trying to break this couple up. But then where do they go? Do you date Angela and Bob again? I don't remember seeing them again. No. Like you just break them up and you have joy in that? That's weird. All of that for like nothing. For nothing. For a woman who eats like a squirrel. I know. That bothers me. It was just a stupid storyline. It was a stupid storyline. I I did not particularly like it. No. Okay. The Uber Vice detergent. Uber Vice. So you actually caught this one. I didn't catch this one. But you said that the packaging for the detergent itself contains all English, mm-hmm. which if it was actually a German detergent, it would be in all German. Yeah. So I love that. 
That is a good catch there. Um, when Joey's counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, which what part of that episode is that in again? That's like at the beginning when he when Angela comes into the coffee shop at the very beginning. Yes. And she's like, hi, Joey. And he's like, they're like, are you going to go over there? He's like, one Mississippi. Yes. Two Miss- He's like giving himself some Mississippis before he goes over. Doesn't want to look too eager. Too desperate. But the cup on either side of the green mug changes from yellow to pink. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the color stays the same. But the handles on the dark yellow mug shifts position so you can see somebody kind of mess with it. Yeah. Just different takes. Yeah, which is funny. Like, where did the like? Why did they bring a new cup in? Yeah, I always wonder about that because if they're worried about continuity, and you've obviously got mugs on the table, like, would they just break for lunch and like switch switch out the mugs? Yeah, I I don't know. That seems weird to me. Like, what was it about that cup that they changed? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they did it on purpose to have something funny for people to catch. That's also <laughs> throwing them a very big bone. Again, we're throwing them a lot of bones over here. Yes, and then. Janice leaves the coffee shop without her bags. Yes. She like gets broken up with for Chandler by Phoebe <laughs> and then puts her hands on her chest and is like, mm. and then just leaves without her stuff. Her, her whole afternoon of shopping. Her whole afternoon of shopping left there. I doubt she just got Rocky and Bullwinkle socks. Oh yeah. No way. Especially if she had such a bad day. I would not be just getting things for my significant other. Uh, no, we're spending money. Yes. Thank you. So we have some hard bloopers. Tell me. I love it. So one of them actually has multiple takes. And it's when Ross and Rachel are talking about going to Laundorama. Okay. And Rachel confronts Ross for, don't you have a laundry uh, in your building? In your building. And so there's a couple different takes where one of the outtakes, he says it weird. And he's like, well, let me, let me do that again. Yeah. But it's like his cadence is off. <laughs> and then the second time he does it, I don't know if it's sound equipment or something, but something up above him makes a noise. <laughs> and it's really ironic because he's talking about rats in the building. Yeah. So it makes the audience laugh and he looks up and kind of acknowledges it. So they have to redo it, but it makes them both giggle, which is really funny. Oh, cute. This, Love it. And then there's one other one, not my favorite blooper, but it's there. Um, when Monica figures out that Joey has actually tricked her into mm-hmm. coming on this date and it's not actually Angela's brother, she says... Joey and then says something else, but like messes up the line is like, yeah, she like can't remember the line. So she like has to start over again. I like Monica bloopers. I think they're really funny. Really? Yeah. I think because I feel like she really takes things seriously and everything. And when she messes up, like she's so cute about it. Oh, Rachel is hilarious because she always says the F word. Oh, yes. I love when Jennifer Aniston is always says the F word. I love when she curses. That cracks me up. I like Chandler or. Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc, how they they honestly like always turn it into something else. Yeah. For like another comedic effect. Mm-hmm. So they're my favorite blooper peeps. And then honestly, Phoebe's bloopers are funny because her laugh. Oh, it's the which laugh. we talked about. We did. And I won't laugh. already done one laugh today. I'll yeah. I'll leave Spare that. Spare yourself the voice. <laughs> yes, I will. But that's that's a good one. I love uh, Lisa Kudrow's real laugh. Nice. So last episode we wanted to do some Googling. Let me Google that for you. Let me Google that for you. So a couple things. The Tiki Death Punch. Yes. What was in it? Looked delicious. So no rum. If you guys follow us on Instagram, this is going to come out a couple weeks after this now. But you know, we celebrated our lovely co-host Tiana for her birthday. Yay. And we had some drinks. So I got a little hungover. Hey, mom's night out. Mom's night out. Went a little 
little crazy. I had four drinks, you guys. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Give myself some credit on there. I mixed alcohols. Don't do that. Take a lesson from me. But reading this, I was just like, oh, this is so gross. Trauma. A little bit. Up. I'm having a little PTSD. It's coming up. <laughs> so Tiki Death Punch, one of the uh, recipes you found, T, was half an ounce of overproof rum. What's overproof rum? I have no idea. I have no idea. Is that just like... Extra strong extra rum. Extra strong rum. Um, this is some uh, freaking Jack... Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow rum. Yes. Why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Uh, half an ounce of bourbon. Mm. Half an ounce of white rum, half an ounce of gin, half, half an ounce of Giffard Pamplemousse, <laughs> a quarter of an ounce. Giffard, I'm sorry. Giffard what the is hell it is Gifford? Giffard? <laughs> Giffard? Giffard? <laughs> I don't know if I said that. Like, I felt like I was on point. <laughs> Maybe I just thought it sounded funny, but get farted. <laughs> God, we're like fucking 10. We really are. But hey, Giffard or Giot is another ingredient. Is that how you freaking say it? I can't say half these words. Or Giot. Or, or, or Giot. I don't know. And then three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, mint, and then Two Luxardo cherries, which just makes me picture cherries in like a tux. So I don't know. <laughs> Luxardo cherries. Oh my God. Who made this Tiki Death Punch recipe? I want to know. They're fired. I'm not going to make this for one because no. I've already learned my lesson with mixing my alcohols at this my age. A, this is a hangover in a cup. Yeah, dude, this doesn't even sound good. No. Like they say there's rum in it, but. Who decided that adding bourbon and gin was a good idea? No. No, Gross. thank you. Maybe. No. Okay. This is what we'll do. When we watch Flashdance, we will make <laughs> our own Tiki Death Punch recipe. We'll make it better. What about their lemon espressos? Ooh, we can have those before that. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. This is a terrible watch this party. A terrible idea. Terrible idea. Um, speaking of cocktails. Speaking of cocktails, I googled this during the episode i was like hey what does this mean monica when she realizes that bob she she first thinks that bob and and angela are siblings she pulls joey aside and she's like it's like cocktails in appalachia yes i'm so glad that you looked this up because i also didn't really understand that reference like i mm -hmm. i get that it's some reference to incest but yeah, I like it's wrong but why appalachia <laughs> So I did some Googling and landed on Reddit. So who knows what this resource is, but love Reddit. so essentially Monica is referring to the Appalachia region, which could produce incest as it's typically viewed as poor and very blue collar due to logging and mining industries. So she was hinting at incest, you know, saying that Angela and Bob were, you know, doing some nasty stuff. So it would basically be like having cocktails with an incestuous sibling pair from Appalachia. Meh, not my it doesn't give a lot of credit to people from Appalachia, I know, but not my I've never been reference. There. I've never been there either, but not my favorite reference, but I, I get it. I don't know if that's something that didn't really age well or not. Eh. Hey, it, if anybody lives in Appalachia and says there's a lot of incest there, let us know. Yeah. Don't take my wind at gmail.com. <laughs> and now we are on to Tiana's favorite section. Fashion watch. Fashion watch. So... 
Joey, as annoying as he is in this episode, he does have a really great royal blue tight shirt. I love that. I mean, honestly, Joey stands out. He's still an ornament to me. He's still pretty. pretty. I love that shirt. And it's tucked in and it, you know, highlights his physique. He looks great. Yeah. Again, going against the 90s oversized baggy look with the super tight hot blue shirt. Yeah. This next one, I don't know what you think, but let me know. Monica's bizarre red zip up with the midi skirt. Like, it was like an athletic zip up you would find at Lululemon nowadays. The one she wore on the date, right? On the date. What's really interesting, I don't know if you caught this, but it was like the episode of like power red outfits because Monica has the red uh, like zip Zip up up. vest and then Mm -hmm. she's got the red zip up thing with the skirt Mm -hmm. and then Angela's like smoking red dress. Love that dress, Mm -hmm. by the way. But yeah, I just was like, why did they put her in so much red? And, And then that that pullover stuck out to me. I was like, this is kind of weird. It's like going to yoga on the top and then going to church on the bottom. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Not, I mean, yoga is my church, but that's not the kind of combination I want to see in an outfit. No, especially like going to in New York, going out on a date on Saturday night. That's what you're wearing? Saturday Ugh. night. <laughs> Give me a break. Yes. I tried my hardest evil lady, evil laundry ladies makeup hat and shirt. Oh my gosh, thank you for looking that up because I was really confused and I'm wondering if that's like cultural appropriation. I know. I really, I literally could not find a single thing. I probably spent at least like an hour just trying to look at like, what is the reference? Like the makeup kind of looks almost Egyptian. The hat could maybe be African, but like it's like, why is she dressed that way? And like, what, where does she come from? Right. Does she have some ties? It was just bizarre. It was. It was bizarre. And uh, I had to throw this in here. Rachel's apron and Jean crop top. Apron watch. Apron watch. Apron watch. Always great. Oh, my gosh. Her aprons and the crop tops are just so so on point. I love them. They don't last forever, but I'm really appreciating them right now. The looks are just fire. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss. All right. (gasps) Our best friend and our frenemy. I think we're going to disagree on this one. Yeah, highly disagree. Okay, uh, who gets your mug this week? My mug goes to Ross. Why? Okay, hear me out. Okay, at the beginning, he is like a weenie that can't ask a girl on a date. We get that. Yes, but he is vulnerable with Rachel, telling him about the first time he had to make dinner on his own. He teaches Rachel how to do laundry, which like is a, he's a saint. For teaching a 25-year-old grown-ass woman how to do laundry. This is true. And then he teaches her how to stand up for herself. He stands up to the evil laundry lady for her. Aww. He's just, he is the best friend in this episode. Like, teaches her something, stands up for her, and is vulnerable. Oh, mine's not going to change that. I kind of do now. Yeah. No, I'm not going to because I got to keep it. Okay, who's your mug? I, I actually gave it to Chandler. <laughs> The bing, 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 bing. I just loved, I, I don't know. I I think that it was just his comedic timing was great. I loved the scene at the end where he's like, I'm free, I'm free. (laughs) And he's just running around. I, I don't know. I think we get a lot more of Chandler Bing. Yeah. And I, so I really liked him this episode, but I think Ross is now a close second. Now that you, the way you describe it, it's like, how can I say he's not because he is a good friend. So sweet this episode. And, 
a little goobery, but we like that about He's Ross. Got your back. He does. What have more back. could you ask from your friends? I have my back. Oh, you could have my mug too, Ross. I'll yeah. give you two. If I could give out two mugs, honorable, I'll have, honorable mention. Honorable we have mention. bendy rules here at the Pivot Pod. Very bendy rules, like Gumby. <laughs> So who's taking our wind? Not surprising, coming from the same storyline, you? Monica? Me? Joey. Yep. Yep. No, I, I just... What are you guys doing here, people? I I didn't like Monica in this episode because she kind of came off a little judgy for me. In the, like, the some look she had in the beginning of the episode at one of the friends. I can't remember who it was now, but it was just, like, kind of a condescending look, and I'm like, Ooh, okay. And then she acts all upset but then she's so willing to go break this couple Mm up i don't know just seems weird yeah not a fan but joey yeah i think it's just the like be a man stop calling nonsense trying to get angela back just toxic gross player stuff yeah and then lying to monica tricking her like dude that is not a best friend make no you're so you're my friend of me you are my friend of me. Very self-serving. And I think that's what I don't like. Taking my wind, Joey. Yeah, taking our wind. Well, any final thoughts? We talked about how we both thought this episode was funnier on the first time than a rewatch. They're it does def- have good moments. They're definitely getting more storylines and more like character development for our Chandler, Joey, Phoebe kind of sub characters as they started in the series. So I like that because now it's becoming more of like an ensemble. Yeah. So I think yeah. they're mixing, they're shuffling the deck a little bit. Yeah. So I like, I like that. And so it's now kind of starting to develop a little bit more and they're getting kind of their feet wet. Yeah. So really good. Love it. Love it. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening. You guys, if you have a chance, get some Gifar the Pumple Moose <laughs> for your Tiki death punch. We are Tiana and Natalie. Thank you for listening to the Pivot Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. You can also email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com with all of your questions, comments, and thoughts. No concerns, please. Bye. Bye.